disgusting. Disgusting. Hold on, let me get Yeah, this. make sure to vent as much chest phlegm into that mic as you possibly can. Oh my gosh. I, uh... You need a small man to go I'm down dying. into your lungs and clean everything off. And like just, the movie, Inner Space. Just whoever uses his necks, I did breathe outward over here. I did not breathe I appreciate into that. the microphone. Thank you. That was actually my microphone. Welcome to the Ant-Man and the Wasp Film House. It's brought to you by Lisa Mattress. You go to lisa.com slash film house, F-I-L-M-H-A-U-S. You get $160 off, but we'll hear more from them in the middle of the show, maybe towards the end of the show, but we'll see. Either way... Hey, Man and the Wasp. John, you haven't seen it? I have not. I do not know why I'm here. Lawrence, you have seen it. I have. Because I'm curious. I want to know what questions you have, John, along the way. Yeah, sure. Um, because Realize. I think there might be some people that are excited to see this movie. Uh, I would say, if would you disagree, me, disagree with me if I said most people are not very excited to see Ant-Man and the Wasp? I don't know of anyone who likes Ant-Man. Like, dude! I know oh, people I guess me, enjoyed Ant-Man. Nice to meet but, you. No, I'm not shaking your hand. You're gross. I don't know anyone who's like, ah, oh, fucking Ant-Man's the best. Well, this is good because I saw it last night. Um, I, just to summarize it, I thought it was only okay. Lawrence saw it and he really liked it. I super enjoyed it. Yeah. I had a great time. And that's uh, good. That's good because yeah. I wanted to hear sort of our difference of opinions. Um, first and foremost, Lawrence, why did you like it so much? Hmm. Well, uh, a variety of reasons. I think uh, in terms of like the plotting of the MCU or whatever, it's a fantastic chaser to Infinity War. It's fun. It's lighthearted. The stakes are pretty small. It's more personal. It's about fun and uh, goofy characters as opposed to just being dour and about super mutants and stuff like that. Uh, I thought it, I thought it really nailed all the humor that the first movie was trying to do and didn't quite get. Uh, that's just, I guess that's that's a more subjective thing. Uh, and yeah, I just I just think that. It let you spend time with a fun cast of characters on a on a journey that is um, that is conclusive. It's also the journey is very small, no <laughs> pun intended, because <laughs> uh, it really is the stakes. The stakes are much lower, um, and I should say spoilers at this point. Spoiler alert for everybody that's listening. Uh, it's been a week and a half now, so you maybe have seen it if you if you've seen it already. But regardless, I thought uh, it was exactly the opposite reason for me, Lawrence, why I didn't like it because. You see Infinity War. It's two and a half hours of like the world's ending and this guy's going to kill half of life, all of life in existence. And like it, it's basically everything summed up after almost 20 movies. Uh, and then this. And then there's this movie about a heist. And I was re- like, I was curious. The only thing I was really curious about with Ant-Man was how does it tie in to Infinity War? It's like, man, I can't wait to see what, you know, what's because they, they end Infinity War on a ridiculous cliffhanger. Yeah. And I was and then so then I watched this movie and I'm like. Boy, they didn't address it really at all, other than the, there are two scenes that tie it into Infinity War. That's did you watch true. till the end? I did. Of course. I did watch that. I, so on, on your note about spoilers, yeah. I don't. this is not really a movie that you can spoil, except for a thing in the credits. Yeah, well, and we, we, we can, can say we can, it. We can talk uh, about it. You want to? It's, I'm allowed. I think it's, I Wait, think it's ultimately I'm, inconsequential. I'm allowing. That's a, fun, that's a fun thing that I doesn't matter to the movie, and I, I might as well just leave it for people to... Well, well, I'll say it. Before um, you guys okay. spoil yeah. the end, yeah. can I guess? Um, yeah, actually, yes, John, you can guess. Sure. Uh, so, okay. well, I, there are two questions that this movie addresses. Number one is, um, why do you think Ant-Man wasn't in Infinity War? They do a really good job of... They yeah. do. They do. They do a really good job of tying that in. Why do you think he wasn't part of the Avengers for Infinity War? Because he's a failure. Uh, no. I, that, I mean, 
I think uh, philosophically you're correct. Stuck in a little. <laughs> That's he's true. Stuck in a little suitcase house. Uh, Phil, he so he actually is stuck in a house. Yes. He's under house arrest because of what he did, the events of Civil yeah. War yeah. when he helped Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like they addressed Hawkeye in Infinity War, saying like, he's under house arrest. Same with Ant Man. Uh, but they, they dedicate a lot of scenes to it. They actually use it for some comedy, which is pretty good. Yeah, violated the Sokovia Accords. Right, and uh, that explains it, because that was everybody's question after Infinity was like, where's that man? Uh, he was under house arrest. Um, and that actually starts, uh, not to interrupt, but that, that's no. like the tone the movie starts with is Scott Lang is a fuck up for doing something so stupid. It is, and uh, I, actually, I like that. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and most of the characters in the movie really hold that against him as he dicked over a lot of people because he wanted to be a superhero Yeah, <laughs> for those five minutes in Civil War. Yeah, and um, he pays the price because he's under house arrest. Um, and then, uh, John, do you want to guess, do you want to guess the post or the end credit scene? Good luck. Can I guess the motive... Of the villain, sure. Man of the Wasp. So yeah. the, there are there are a few villains, there are a few each of villains. which a varying villainy. So okay, you'll yeah, have to, guess it. Go for it. Yeah, do it. Okay, the technology lady. She which one? Wait, which one? The phasing lady. Phasing lady. Phasing lady. Oh, ghost. Ghost. She's yes. good. Mm. She is stuck. Uh, something's wrong. Uh huh. You're and you're, she's trying to fix it. You're on the right track. Um, like she doesn't want to keep that suit on. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got it. He's got it. Yeah. Uh, she basically, again, spoilers. Ghost was hit by a quantum realm, or I guess quantum mechanics experiment explosion. Oh, um, that's that, comics. That's man. so rare. That's Whatever. yeah, no, right. That but like you gotta roll with some of this. No, stuff. yeah, no, but, I know. But the, that's like the half scientist. Of the... the scientist who was her dad was tied into Hank Pym. Oh, um, and. Uh, she had a problem with it. That wasn't so like basically when, when it happened to her, it's an ability, but she can't control it and it's going to tear her apart eventually. Oh, yeah. So she has to wear the suit to sort of keep it going, to oh. keep herself, you know, in one piece. Um, but the movie, yes, the part of the motivating factor of the movie is that she's trying to figure out how to not be that way anymore. Um, and she teams up with them at the end. No, not really. Um, she good doesn't guess, team up. Though. Yeah, it is a good guess. She does not team up with them at the end. Because there's another villain. Uh, who do you think the other villain is? That's a uh, this is a tough one. Is it? Uh, why do I think? Why am I thinking Charlton Copley? It's not Charlton Copley. What's his name? He's from the Shield. Wal- Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. It's they're both weird names. Yeah, no, he is. He is a bad guy. Yes, mm-hmm. but can you? Under, can, but do you know what the motivation is for the bad guy? They want that tech, bro. They Man, do want the, nailing it. They John. do want the tech. Yeah, yeah. That. That, um, that one's close, uh, closer than Ghost. <laughs> but they, like, really, the whole part of, the, I guess, the whole plot of the movie hinges on the fact that they're trying to get uh, Hank Pym's wife and um, Hope Van Dyne's mother back from the quantum realm. Janet Van Dyne. Uh, oh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. That was a I thought that no. She was the wasp. I thought that she like hadn't she aged was, in the quantum the realm wasp. or something. No, she she was, was, sorry, I meant Lost Lady. Oh, Evangeline Lilly? Yeah, I thought yeah. Evangeline Lilly was the was original the wasp and that she was no. brought out of the quantum realm. No, that's her daughter. Okay, that's her daughter. That is her daughter. Okay. So, and her daughter was basically learning those skills so that they could figure out how to get Michelle Pfeiffer back. Oh. Um, and uh, Was Michelle Pfeiffer in it? Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is in it. Very, young very, and old Michelle Pfeiffer. Very young and old. The Marvel Michelle movies Pfeiffer. are really trotting out their age reduction tech. They, uh, and it's actually it's looking it's better than super ever. Super good. It's looking better than ever. I, hey, uh, deep fake. They they do really honestly doing a great. I job. made a porno and I put myself in it. God bless. So. That doesn't really have anything to do with being it's young deep or fake. Old, but um, uh, who yeah. did you put yourself on? 
Evangeline Lilly. Peter North? <laughs> oh, okay. That's weird. I don't know why you would do that. Um, she's awesome. Huh? So I wouldn't mind being Evangeline Lilly. For now that, yeah, she's super hot. Now, <laughs> now that you know the whole plot of the film, basically, um, my question is, and this is a, sort of a question I had throughout the movie, where's Ant-Man? Because it's weird. He's there, and he's sort of along for the ride, but he's under house arrest for a little bit of it. He is, then comes out, and like Lawrence says, everyone talks about how he's a fuck-up. And so Hope Van Dyne and Hank Pym are trying to figure out how to get Janet Van Dyne back. And Ant-Man just sort of like, huh, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, he even at one point gets taken over by Michelle Pfeiffer uh, to do something that's, you know, integral to the plot. Like possessed? I mean, kind of. They're, they're quantum entangled. Oh, yeah. um, I know. They're quantum entangled. But again... You just saw a movie about a purple man who wants to snap and kill half the galaxy. And, this and is too Lawrence far? is totally correct. Lawrence <laughs> is totally no. It's not. It's not too far at all. I, I bought into it fully. Okay. okay. Um, I was completely fine with all the plot points. All right. Um, it was more just about how the movie was executed mm. um, for me. But, but again, I was like, I like Ant Man. I was excited about Ant Man in Civil War when he pops up and gets real big and it's sort of like trying to be a hero. I appreciated that. <laughs> so I thought we had already established that with Ant Man that he wasn't. You know, now he wasn't bummed out about himself and he's more like, yeah, you know what? I can be Ant-Man. But this whole movie takes, it takes the entire movie for him to figure out again how mm. to be Ant-Man. Am I, am I wrong, Lawrence? Tell, tell me, you tell me where I'm wrong. I think, so yeah, uh, to me, to me, like Ant-Man origin story, which justifiably we've seen a lot of those. This movie is, it's starting from, I guess, the point of he has a crisis of confidence because he tried to be a hero and the entire world said, you fucked Spider-Man up. Too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Shades of that. Um, oh, yeah. Iron Man 2. Yeah. So, no, so Spider-Man he, 2. Oh, Spider-Man 2. Okay. Gotcha. He's uh, Put that costume in the trash can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he fell down and he couldn't ejaculate anymore. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's it was like him, and in, 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 in this way that I think Paul Rudd is the perfect character to execute this, the guy who's trying to do the nice thing and keeps accidentally doing the wrong thing mm-hmm. yeah. so he he violated an accord he can't see his daughter he fucked up his shot with wasp because they had kind of a chemistry thing going but based on the events of civil war she's like you have fucked this up so hard because yeah. his actions drove uh hope and uh hank into hiding because they were implicated because he used their tech so uh, now they're yeah. in seclusion working in like secret trying to find their uh, wife slash mother right. and it's because of Scott so Scott is basically on the outs with everyone his it's true. his daughter can only see him in his house he doesn't get to see the girl he was experiencing some chemistry with and he doesn't get to be Ant-Man anymore yeah. so th- they do a pretty good job of making him kind of a sad sack at the beginning of the movie he's just <laughs> bumping around his house singing in the bathtub getting really good at drumming that's funny um, so it's it's kind of him trying to figure out how to do the right thing in the right way which I think is pretty cool because it, it is framed all in a heist movie, so it's doing the wrong thing for the right reason kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, the 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 thief with the heart of gold. Right. Which is, which is what he always was. Mm-hmm. Ant Man was always that. So I think I think uh, I, I guess I get it in that it se- it feels like it's the same arc, but to me I thought they put enough spice on it to make it still meaningful for his character. Okay. Uh, but. To that, to that degree, though, the movie is, I guess, diluted because there are a lot of other characters who also have arcs that they go through. There are a lot of characters there in really this are. film, and they're trying to resolve all of their stories. Because they'll never be seen again. All at once. Well, they're not like Hank Pym and, and Hope Van Dyne and Janet Van Dyne. I don't know that we'll see them in Infinity, Infinity War 2 or, I guess, Avengers 4. No, um, you will. I mean, maybe briefly. I'm sure that – so all, all the stuff that Lawrence explained – 
in my opinion, is all bulletproof uh, when it comes to Marvel. That's why I like Marvel movies is because they address the consequences of a previous film or previous films. And then it, it all seems relatively logical, um, at least if you're looking at it as a you know, holistic. Um, so I like that. I, I, I thought the plot, like, again, I bought into all the quantum realm bullshit. I was totally fine with all of that. Uh, it was just more of the fact that I, after a while, wasn't enjoying myself anymore. Um, Bummer. Just because I know, because uh, Hope Van Dyne and Hank Pym, Michael Douglas, and Evangeline Lilly are both, like, scowling. They're both straight, straight men the entire time, and they're like, we're upset. And we want to find our mom. And it's like, I was like, well, it's been 30 years. Like <laughs> why all of a sudden are they both so upset? I guess because they're so close to finding her. Mm. Um, but uh, they just didn't, there, there's really no, like they weren't likable for me. I, I, I wasn't like really pulling for Hope Van Dyne or huh. Hank Pym, especially Hank Pym. Cause everybody hates Hank Pym. Well, and I think the movie did a better job sorting that out too. Uh, so Personally, I thought uh, Evangeline Lilly was an awesome like ma- action lead. She was, yes, um, I would agree. So I and, and She's also good at action, yes. she was also the straight man to Scott, who's more of a goofball mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, I I was kind of okay with them also framing Hank Pym as more of a a villain because they do dive into his history and about how he kind of fucked a lot of people over and was basically the uh, he was the uh, the Iron Man of his time. Just a, really? an egomaniacal yeah, yeah, yeah. asshole. Yeah. So Ooh. as they go through the movie, they do kind of visit some of the ghosts of Hank Pym's past, uh, which I thought was pretty cool and also reinforcing that he's not a perfect character either. Like, he's not a hero. He's just a – he is an egotistical scientist. Yep. Why is he living in such a tiny house? Huh, Scott? <laughs> no. no Pym. Mr. Pym. No, he was in like a like a Victorian mansion. Also, they live in San Francisco, so oh, even, even the most palatial estates are tiny. Well, yeah. Also, he can shrink everything. So you can make it larger and smaller, <laughs> but they use that all the time. Um, but I guess that's what Lawrence is talking about is what I, what the, the entire movie really didn't give me was <clears throat> there was a character I didn't like. So that was, like every character I did mm. not like, I, except for Paul Rudd, who I genuinely like as an actor too, but there wasn't enough of him. So I, you know, you got Hope Van Dyne, who's Scowler. She's good at action, but that's it. Um, you got Hank Pym, who's a dick and everybody hates. <laughs> you got Lawrence Fishburne, who's another scientist and kind of... He's doing things for the right reasons, but helping out yeah, Ghost. They humanize him by the end, they, they try, yeah. Who's helping out Ghost, and Ghost wants to kill people, but then Ghost gets saved. So it's like a bunch of people that got saved that I was just like, I don't care if they get saved or not. As long as Ant-Man's fine, I'm good. And I didn't get enough of Ant-Man in the film. I guess um, I can see that. Yeah, that makes sense. For, for me, for me. Um, so that was that was why, and I don't know, like I just didn't, I didn't, It was the, I had exactly the same reaction I did to Ant-Man, which was, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. And I still think Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp are the weakest films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ooh, wow. I do. I think. I don't know. I, I, I can't think of another one that's weaker. Iron Man 3? Iron Man 3 is very Iron Man weak. Iron 2? First Avenger? How dare you? That's Shane Black. I, uh, it doesn't mean it's good. It doesn't no, mean yeah. it's good. Um, Iron Man 2 I enjoyed. Uh, when, yeah. When, uh, first, first Avengers about that, which is kind of like, well, it's okay. I've had fun moments. Um, you didn't, uh, what, what about when the big green man crushed little green man? We're talking about Hulk? You want Hulk flip-flop, flip-flop. Oh, Loki? Oh, that was the best. I love that. that was a, yeah, that was Avengers. That was the first Avengers. Um, they paid it off in Infinity John, War. did you see uh, Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man? Well, they paid it off in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, sorry, it was Ragnarok. Yeah, you're right. Well, they called it back Thor Ragnarok. Did you see did, Ant-Man? Did I see Ant-Man? I saw the first Ant-Man. I remember nothing. I was going to say, what did you think of it? Do you remember uh, liking it, not liking it? They're fighting in the suitcase. I remember uh, being very excited that Edgar Wright was working on it. Me too. 
And then hearing that he left, I was like, okay, well, yeah. he's still probably his roots are still there. I'm still excited for it. I went and saw it, and I just remember coming out and not being, not thinking negatively about it, but just not really having any feelings. Like, yeah. just like yeah. I don't, I don't know. That was the way I felt about this movie. Um, and I was also really excited about it. I was really excited about this movie because of Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. and it's after Infinity War. So I was like, man, they're going to answer a bunch of questions and we're going to get a bunch of really cool, like unique ant style action. <laughs> so things are large and things are small. There was less less of that. there, And there was less of that. Everything, I, I, maybe, maybe Lawrence, you can help me out with this. Every single thing that I saw in this movie in terms of things like action and things getting smaller and bigger was in the trailer. Like, mm. I feel like every piece of this movie was in a, a trailer I saw, whether or not it was the Pez dispenser or the salt shaker or her dance around the knife or, or the giant ant playing the drums. The giant, well, the giant ant playing the drums, I thought. I, the ants, I, in my opinion, were my favorite characters. In yeah, the they're cute. Um, but was there anything that I'm missing? No, you're right. The, uh, the, the big, like the, the slow-mo tiny person set piece action moments are mostly in the trailer. Uh, you see more of them. Like, there, there's more tiny car stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, there is. I don't know. I, I guess when I think about this movie, the value that you get by seeing it is the comedic sections, not the action sequences. And in that regard, like Ooh. it's bizarre because there are a lot of jokes that are very similar to Deadpool two. There's meta jokes about Marvel. There are, yeah. Uh, there are, yeah. There's like what? Um, well, I, you know, it's 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 delivered better in the movie, but specifically, there is one where they're trying to go undercover and they wear baseball caps and sunglasses. And they're like, this isn't a disguise. This just looks like we're at a baseball game. That's a reference to uh, Captain America. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, good. Ah. Yeah, yeah, those are, that's funny. They even do like like kind of tiny man jokes like Deadpool 2 when his dick is out. Uh, there's a whole sequence that I think executes really good humor. Like Scott Lang's suit kind of starts messing up and he gets stuck at like two-thirds man. Oh, I, that I was, saw a shot of that. And that, uh, that was the only part that I hadn't seen yet and thought was great. Yeah. I love the part when he was broken <laughs> and he was like, you know, three-quarters or half size. But, but they have to like steal something from a school. So <laughs> he basically – and again, it's a series of heists, right? So he's trying – but it's, it's comedic. So he's trying to steal something from a school looking like a child but with a grown man's stature it's, and face. It's very funny. Yeah, it's, it's framed it's really well. It's well done too. It's well done. So uh, did he take the suit off and he was just like mini Paul Rudd? No, no, he kept the suit on because he needed to get back to his normal size. Uh, but it was malfunctioning. So occasionally he'd get really big, and other uh, times he'd get really, you know, small. Um, so he was just trying to you know, trying to get the Van Dynes to fix his suit for him. That's all. I would really like to see half-size Paul Rudd. That's what it was. It was half-size Paul Rudd. Um, half-size Rudd. They even revealed the big part when he's giant and he puts his face near the boat. They did do that. They revealed that. And but, I was like, ah, oh, that would have been so cool if I didn't know about that. Yeah. There, so. There's some comedic lead up to that. Like when he's swimming up to the boat and his feet look like a whale, a whale. fin and yeah. stuff. And, that was um, good. <laughs> Tim Heidecker's on the boat. Oh, we got a partner already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I agree. I think if you're if you're coming to this movie for spectacle, that you should have already gotten that from Infinity War. That's true. Um, this yeah. movie is about comedic dialogue, funny bits, and more like down to earth characters which is silly considering that the, the uh like the cast of uh, ex-cons uh, Michael Peña at all they're like really goofball throwaway characters that have their own arc but uh that's to me that's the value of this movie it's it's not maybe it's wrong to think of it cuz i didn't go into it thinking it would be a superhero movie that's good it's just yeah. a it's a comedy heist movie that has some 
pretty fantastic elements. The uh, most ironic part of me seeing this movie was when I came home and found ants all over my floors. <laughs> yeah, they're going crazy, man. And they were even on my bed. Oy. And they may not have been had I had a Lisa mattress. Whoa, that was flawless. <laughs> uh, I see that one coming. That's a, awesome. A quality night's sleep helps you recover from distractions faster, prevents burnout, make better decisions, improve your memory, and overall make fewer mistakes. It's not marketing. It's science from Lisa Mattress. To design a better mattress, Lisa leveraged 30 plus years of experience and hundreds of hours of testing, science, to develop the perfect mattress for all body shapes, body, for all body shapes and sleeping styles. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. Through their 110 program, they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell. That's more than 26,000 mattresses and counting donated. Lisa strives to leave the world better than they found it, but that doesn't stop with mattress donations. Together with the Arbor Day Foundation, Lisa plants one tree for every mattress they sell and are committed to planting one million trees by 2025. So they're donating a mattress every 10 mattresses they sell, and then they're also planting a tree for every mattress they sell. This is, uh, that's pretty. Uh, that's badass. I, I don't know if there's any other company we do that we work with that does that, that kind of stuff. So, uh, and don't miss the summer savings on Lisa mattress. You get hundred and sixty dollars off a Lisa mattress at lisa.com, which is l e e s a dot com slash filmhouse. So it's lisa.com slash filmhouse f i l m h a u s. That's Lisa mattress, and you'll get a quality night's sleep from them. So there you go. Um, that was just my that was just my tie-in. Are you all right? I think no, you fine. need to go lay on a Lisa mattress. He's totally fine. He's, um, great. he's fine. Uh, there was another thing that. Oh yeah. So you never guessed the ending uh, mm. credit scene. To, oh let me yeah. guess. The super secret. So guess guess where it, guess how it ties into Infinity War. Okay. Just shot in the dark. Yeah. Do it. Hit it. Ant Man goes into the quantum realm. Good job. You're onto it. He. Uh, is looking around, looking for the wasp lady, Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. Uh, he radios. He's like, I need to come out. And then we pull back, and all the people topside are fading away into dust. I don't believe that you did that. You already watched it. <laughs> you said it was shit. I, also, by the way, you come didn't on. get the – he wasn't looking for Janet Van Dyne. Well, He's looking for what's called healing particles. Yeah. Oh, oh um, my bad. In the quantum realm. No, yeah, I read – I saw yeah, you uh, did. I saw an article for it this morning talking about it. You should have fuzzed it up a little more, made it a little more believable. Yeah, that was yeah. too on the nose. We knew, we knew immediately you were cheating. <laughs> um, sure you did. Um, but, but that's what happens, yes. He goes into the quantum hey, realm. look out for those time vortex. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's interesting. All the things that they dropped in Ant Man and the Wasp, I think, are going to be helpful to Infinity or Avengers Four because mm -hmm. the quantum realm, the healing particles, the time vortex, all that other shit they mentioned. That just sort of they what, are, they, what the they, fuck are healing particles? It, it's not. It's a phrase they drop right at the end. They, uh, yeah, and, and I think they even like it's nothing. Maybe I, they maybe they mention it in the movie, but it's really hard to tell. What I mean, they you are. Wanna, if you want to talk about like fourth wall breaking humor, there's. I mean, in that scene. They're talking about they're like psycho babbling about quantum realm and Scott's like you guys just put quantum in front of everything. It's it's great. That's actually I really appreciated the fact that Paul, that they would give Paul Rudd the I don't know what you're talking about lines because I didn't know what they were talking <laughs> about either. Um, and so so it makes you feel like you're not stupid. You're just you're just Paul you're just Paul Rudd. You're just Ant Man. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's how they tie it in at the end. Uh, Hope Van Dyne. Uh, Janet Van Dyne and Hank Pym all disappear in Thanos' snap. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and Ant-Man is stuck in the quantum Ant realm. Ant-Man's fine. Now, I wonder... No, he goes through Time Vortex. He goes back to the beginning. He climbs he up Thanos' butthole and then makes <laughs> himself big. Time Vortex would be he, he shows up in uh, Captain Marvel. Right. 
Excellent. Oh, in the 80s. So that's what's, that's what's going to be. In the 80s. It's in, it's in the 90s, right? So I'm glad you brought up uh, 90s. I brought, I'm glad you brought up Captain Marvel because I wish that after Infinity War, had they if, if they had released Captain Marvel after Infinity War, mm. and then Ant-Man and the Wasp next March before uh, Avengers 4, I would have been much more excited because Infinity War got me super primed for like knowing what's going on and like stoked for these big ass, you know, like hero save the universe style stories. And I didn't get that from Ant-Man and the Wasp. It was the exact opposite. So where I, I know you enjoyed it, I didn't enjoy it. Mm. I was I was like, damn it, I wish I'd seen more of it. I wish I'd gotten Captain Marvel because I'm pretty sure Captain Marvel is going to be like that where it's going to be a little more superhero-y. I mean, it ought to be. Captain Marvel, just in, what, what I like about what I like about Marvel or what they're doing with the Marvel Universe is they're telling appropriate stories for the like tiers of the characters. Ant-Man and the Wasp are kind of low tier. They're basically Spider-Man tier. Hmm. It's just like, you don't fly. Whoa. You can't travel through time. You can't read minds. You can't shoot beams out of your eyes. Spider-Man top tier. No. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe is pretty pretty down there. Even though I like him, but his stories are all about personal stuff. So I can't pay rent. I want to go on this date and I can't get there in time. That's Spider-Man's era of Hell stuff. Yeah. Whereas true. Iron Man is flying into space. It's like, and I can't afford condoms to bang Mary Jane. <laughs> right? I got to use a web condom. And then you can't tell if he came or not. It's a big problem. Uh, so I don't know. I appreciate that this movie didn't even try to make oh, yeah. it seem like it was a big deal. It was about an interpersonal uh, human story yeah. with fantastic elements. So, but I, I guess I understand if you, if you are thinking on a galactic scale. I was. If you well, got galactic brain. And I went in the wrong way, basically. Well, those yeah. knives. Yeah. Three knives fly by back to back to back. I thought about that. He's machine gunning knives. Yeah, I know. For them I, to throw in slow motion. I also did think about that. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it looks cool. I didn't think about it till the eighth time I saw this the scene right now. So. Well, uh, so like I, again, let's. With me, again, I'm a huge Marvel fan. MCU, I love it. Uh, comics, I don't read it all because I think they're dumb. But um, <laughs> but the movies I'm really into, even though they are also dumb. And I accept most of this stuff, no problem. I, like, I'm already bought in. I'm going to see these movies, and it's very, I very rarely uh, get my disbelief suspended. Um, or I'm sorry, I suspend my disbelief all the time. And I, don't, I know a lot of people are not like that. I know, John, you're not like that. Uh, you don't even really like the Marvel movies, right? Okay, so <laughs> I I wanted to explain my guffaw from earlier. You guys mentioned some quantum thing. Oh, and I oh, rolled yes. my eyes. That's okay. You're loud. I I love sci-fi. Okay, and I love like you know out there shit. It's just in the Marvel universe, and I I, th- I guess in comic book universes, it all exists. Like. My favorite thing about sci-fi is when they establish rules for a world and then stick to those rules. Yeah. And the characters are prohibited and have to work around and, you know, have to use these rules to succeed. Uh, whereas a lot of times it seems like in these ones, it's literally just a million uh, Kovic's gun or whatever it's called. The, what's it? The, oh, Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Yeah. Kovic's gun. Um, where it's just like, oh, like Deus Ex Machina, we need we need this device to do this thing for the plot, and that's all of this made up stuff. We're just framing it around what we want to happen in the movie, rather than having them solve their problems because of this pre-established like universe. It must so just, yeah, it must just be like difference of opinion because I'm the same way. I, I do like when you know movies or stories stick to their own rules. Uh, I just feel like I'm bought in. The more that I watch yeah. a Marvel movie, the more I'm like, yeah, you know what? I can understand why Doctor Strange can make portals. 
Um, or like I can I can understand why Iron, Man, Iron Man's armor uh, stops rockets mm-hmm. or things like that. Um, well, that his his guts would be vaporized, but well, right, yes, but see, in Marvel, they didn't they never establish that. They established that his armor is basically unbeatable. Well, so. they don't explain the fact that the inertia would still be flowing through his body. Oh boy. Well, but no, there's something that happens in Halo too. They, they in Halo they talk about how there's like a gel layer mm. in the imp. So when they land, it like freezes the gel, but still your liver will still be have been moving at like 800 miles per hour, and then coming to a dead stop, it will shoot down into your toes. I mean, you're right. I but there, I yeah. Maybe I know. I, I'm just I'm I'm not punch, I'm not like that's not a serious. It's also impossible to like punch a 200 pound man through a wall. Yeah. And if you did, it would shoot you backwards through the other wall yeah. too. So whatever. Yeah, sometimes you just uh, uh, roll with these things. The, I get your point, John. I think I think the problem that I always have is when they invent a new rule to invent a human drama on the spot. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, let's say that they went in to find uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, and they get her, but then they're like, oh, but wait, the quantum distortions mean we can't pull her out yet, and we only have five minutes. Like, if, yeah. they, on the, if they snap their fingers uh, and then invent a new rule... To, to like ratchet up stakes or say like oh but her personality split in two because of the extraction process and now there's an evil one like that is dumb this movie doesn't do that mm-hmm. it does it you know it, it plays fast it plays and loose a little with bit rules, yeah. but largely when they say here are the stakes uh the the husband and daughter want to get their mom back and she's trapped over here they don't really play with those rules too much uh yeah. They just get her back. Except. But they, they do add another thing, you're right. They, they do play I with. I could suck her quantum power out and kill her, but make myself. That's a little, that's so, a little tenuous. Yeah, in order to like save herself, Ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost is like, well, if I extract uh, quantum quant- energy or something. I think it was like, yeah, quantum energy from Janet Van Dyne, it'll heal me. Yeah, and she like hits the button to start sucking it out, and then in the quantum realm, Michelle Pfeiffer's like, ah! And I'm like, what? That, yeah, that was where I really started going like, mm-hmm. ah, like that's, I don't know about this one. That's and, a writing show up. Like, right, right, and, right. uh, and then also another thing, when, when Janet Van Dyne comes out, I actually thought they were gonna do the evil Janet Van Dyne thing, where they're yeah. like, she's bad. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I, I was like, and I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been bothered by that. But either way, they didn't. Uh, what when she comes out, she heals Ghost. Yeah, with so her she magic just, quantum she just touch. puts her hands on Ghost and fixes her. Yeah. She's been in that quantum realm for a long time. She's got a lot of quantum mobility. Well, and see, that's, that's the thing exactly for it. me. That I, I was like, okay, I understand. She's been there for 30 years. She's learned a few things. She couldn't learn how to get the fuck out of there, though. I, she couldn't learn how to get out. That's fine. Huh. But obviously, she learned how to use those healing particles. That's that's what nice. that was the thing that I got from it. Did did you see the healing particles? You do. Well, she at the has glow fingers. Movie, yeah, she has glow fingers. But at the end of the end of the movie, you do see the healing. He opens this like thing that sucks in healing yeah. particles. Mm. Um, a couple of things sounds, about that. Um, so sounds. one of the supposed themes of Infinity War was we don't trade life for life. You could argue that that was that was also represented in this movie yeah. how Ghost wanted to kill agree. Michelle Pfeiffer to save herself. Bit of a stretch, but no, no, one yeah. thing I do think I think this movie deserves uh, uh, credit for is that Marvel now has basically three fantastic settings. They have Doctor Strange, which is all kaleidoscopes and fractals and shit. They have Thor, which is outer uh, Thor slash Guardians, which is like outer space hypercolor funk, eighties music, all that stuff. Now they have Ant Man. Which you saw doses of it in the earlier films, but this movie, I think, put a bigger musical and audiovisual stamp on Ant-Man. The Quantum Realm looks fucking cool. It does. It looks great. It it's looks super, great. It's like, but it's also super colorful and like yeah. hypersaturated. It's lots very, of rainbows cool. and like very cool. stereographs. So I think it's pretty cool that it, within the Marvel Universe, they have three things that are not normal people sitting in a room. 
And you can kind of tell what they all look like just because of their visual identities. I thought that was neat. Psychedelic. I, I would agree. Um, all right. right. Let's let's that, do a little uh, Ant-Man Ant and the Wasp Ant-Man trivia. All right. Oh. Um, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll do a little. It won't be trivia about the movies, but it'll be trivia about all basically. The characters? Not trivia. It's like more like questions about how you think mm. the movies did. Number one on Rotten oh Tomatoes. So let's start with the first Ant-Man. <sighs> what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score, the critic score, was for the first Ant-Man? 65. Yeah. 65? I was going to say 70. 70. I would have said 70, Lawrence. Uh, both of you are wrong, including me. It's pretty good, right? It is yeah. actually 82%. It was a likable film. Um, 82%, which is a lot higher than I remember it being. Uh, and 86%, the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, liked it. What? Uh, it's okay for a movie to just be fun and then over. It is. I just it remember is. everybody talking shit about it on Reddit. I remember that too, but also it turns out Reddit's not the whole world. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I know, right? Weird. Uh, so that's that's 82 and 86, which is pretty good. Um, what do you think the Rotten Tomato score is for Ant-Man and the Wasp? 90. 90. 65. 65, is that a real guess? Yes. Okay, 65. The answer is? Oh, 86%, went up 4% from Ant-Man. Uh, but the audience score is lower. lower That's really odd. Which is uh, which is interesting. And that actually speaks to uh, something that I was doing a little bit of research on, um, huh. which is that Ant-Man and the Wasp, although it had a better opening, <clears throat> it may fail to match Ant-Man at the box office, oh. which, is, which is interesting because uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp opened to 76 million. I think Ant-Man opened to like 45 or 50. How's that work? Um, well, the drop-off is, is worse for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, in the second weekend? Than it is for, for Ant-Man. Uh, they're also saying... Is anything coming out this weekend that's knocking There's down? nothing coming out. Yeah, there's really nothing. Well, well they were saying that right. there are some kids' movies that are coming out oh. that may pull uh, away Hotel from Hotel Transylvania. Yep. Right, exactly. Hotel Transylvania. Ah. From um, the creator of Samurai Jack. This is a... Forms Hotel Transylvania. Oh, that's true. That's, that's a true thing. Starring Adam Sandler... As Dracula. Oh, Christopher right. Robin. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, so Ant-Man, when it came out, had Terminator Genesis, <laughs> Pixels, Woof. and Fantastic Four. Garbage films. Wow, okay. Around it. And, uh, and also, also the MCU was like, that That was kind of, people were really catching on to MCU at that point, It was right? taking a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but now, uh, when Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out, you got uh, Transylvania 3, Teen Titans go to the movies. Um, mm. uh, oh, yeah. And then, like, Skyscraper. And those may pull away from Ant-Man Skyscraper. Uh, I don't know that skyscraper that, that can't do well. Right? People I love I the Rock. It. Yeah, China loves People the Rock. People love the Rock. I can't do well, Bruce. Please this movie's. Do you guys want to hear my theory on uh, the next Avengers? I would like sure. to hear that. Yes, please. When he snippy snapped that finger, mm -hmm. you know, there's multiple dimensions. Yes. One dimension lost one half. The other dimension lost the other half. Everyone is still oh, alive in different dimensions. They're going to find a bridge to connect back together. So wait, when, when that's did, cool. When when in Marvel Cinematic have they solidified multiple dimension stuff? That's more of a DC thing. It right? is. Oh, is it? Yeah, they have like Earth five hundred. I don't think they do that in Marvel. I, I'm not using it based off of my comic book knowledge. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no. Even in DC movies I, and television, they talk about that. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking because he has the five stones. So like, hmm. isn't one of them a dimensional stone or something? Reality. I don't know. Well, there's the space stone, the soul stone, the reality stone. Yeah, I was thinking that stone. he could. There's one more. I like forget. if he can jump between. Power stone. Quantum, whatever the fuck. I don't know. That was just my thought. When I thought about it, I was sitting there, I was laying in bed and I went, "That's they're that, all alive still. Most people are thinking time travel. Um, but 
Given that the next movie is in the past. Well, oh, yeah, they yeah. did. And they also did mention uh, the Time Vortexes and Ant-Man. Yes, they, they so, that. But, but I mean, like, yours, is un- not out of, yours isn't out of the question, John. No, I'm not saying it's out of the question, but the idea of undoing everything that happened in the first movie. It's weird. It feels like it's going to be cheap. Well, welcome to comic books. If, <laughs> That's yeah, true, yeah. You don't. Superman came back to life, all right? Like, but they, but isn't nothing's it like, permanent. I mean, to spoil the Avengers comic book storyline, didn't they not reverse everything? Didn't they make a new universe? I, I I'm not sure to be honest. I actually don't know either because I've I've read. I thought one. that they didn't undo it. That they like, they may it's something like that. I, I, like thought, I thought it had to do universe. with time travel, but I could be wrong. Marvel had so. the longest continuous. Uh, single narrative universe for a long time. I thought when when Marvel does a new universe, they start a new comic book series like Ultimate or something yeah. like that. Mm. I don't. Yeah, to be to be honest, and and, and I am not a scholar here. Uh, if only Bones were here, but yeah. Um, my understanding is that Marvel typically will will punch will roll through events like that, and they will summon up whatever dumb reasoning they have to. But technically, it is continuous. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they'll probably find some like whatever. Captain Marvel goes through a time hole, pops the time gem off the gauntlet. They roll it back. They all right. fight again, and this time they win. Speaking speaking of continuous, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp is Marvel's twentieth box office number one. Jesus in a row. Christ! Twentieth in a row. That's insanity. Oh, like going back to Iron Man one. I, let's I mean let's let's see what uh, you're talking. I didn't. Uh, it doesn't feel uh, doesn't feel like there have been twenty Marvel movies. But also uh, number one. Yeah, Iron Man. Huh. Yeah. Number one doesn't really mean shit. I mean, it does. Yeah, it does. It makes it a ton a of lot. money. Yeah, it makes a ton of money. No, but what else came out during Ant-Man Weekend? Oh, nothing. All tiny indie movies. But that's also So, Ant- of course, it. it's going to be number one. But that's good strategy on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't yeah, done know, on it's, accident. It's, it's not like this great feat that every movie they made was number one. It was they didn't, all that's marketing. That's a huge feat. They didn't roll the no. dice, John. They still looked at the release calendar. They literally. That's a huge feat. No, that's what I'm also, saying. Consider they choose what week it comes out. And they also call the other studios and are like, hey, motherfucker, you don't release your <laughs> yeah. big-ass movie well, yeah, I don't the same week as or, me. Or they put a dart in that date and then other studios avoid it. So Yeah. yeah but, but they know it's because people want to see it. So, yeah, it means Or they it know it's because something. 20 years from now, they're going to go, we had 40 number ones in a row. I like how John's... That's still really impressive. Yeah, I don't I get like it. John's shitting What's on... What's impressive about it? <laughs> oh, I, that's like... To make 20 number ones in a that's row? That's like one... Person who's sort know. of fit running a race against four people who are the background of the computer right now, and then them winning first. Well, but they and you saying that was amazing. How did you outrun all of those marvelous obese people? There, there are two things though. They have to make one a good movie, and number mm-hmm. two, they have to strategize around which weekend yeah. they're going to release it on. How are you going to do that twenty times? Are you going to find four morbidly obese people to run against you twenty times in a row? Listen. <laughs> Bruce and I put the schedule for the next three months of Filmhouse together. It's all garbage. There's, it's all garbage. Yeah, it's literally all garbage. You could have picked any weekend now you're in the desert. and Ant-Man but would win. But the movie could have been really bad, and then it wouldn't have made number one because, who knows, Incredibles 2 it was on its yeah. third week or whatever, and it could have, could have oh, beaten it. Oh, yeah. So like, that's, I mean, those are the things you, you, you don't I, – I just think it's amazing. I don't know that any studio has ever done that. I just feel like if a movie gets enough hype, it'll still do well its first two days. I would agree. And it can yeah. still do good money – even if out after the weekend everyone's like that was a horrible movie, no, I would agree. It can still do really well the opening weekend, depending on marketing, not depending on the quality. Sort of, the film. of. that catches up to you eventually. It does. Solo yeah. was marketed to death, and it didn't it didn't matter. I think it still debuted at number one. I could which, be wrong. Which was Solo. Solo, but it also What's like that? 
<laughs> but also dropped off terribly. Yeah. yeah. So and, and yeah. So that's, the that's next so Star Wars side story. I mean, it's Star Wars. It's it's had three decades of of hype and power. So it might be a while before a Star Wars movie doesn't debut at number one. I guess to your point, John, but. It's well, still no valuable. men are going to see nine. Damn right. So get out of here. Wait, no, Holdo's already dead, so <laughs> no we don't have to man. worry about her. <laughs> um, Leia Organa's still around. One, one final point about I was looking at the box office for Ant Man and Ant Man the Wasp. The interesting thing about Ant Man was uh, made a ton foreign, made 330, 330, yes. 30 million foreign and one hundred eighty million domestic uh, for a total of about five hundred million. Uh, it easily made its money back. Production budget was one hundred thirty million there. I don't know that Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to do that. Hmm. Um, what's it, Right now, it's the foreign's catching up. Uh, it's I made $184 million worldwide, and that's over, what, two weeks? Should have put The Rock in it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Always. It. Why is The Rock not in the Marvel Universe? That's a great question. He That would probably, if his agent's smart, they're probably asking such ridiculous oh, figures. Oh, yeah. Also, so who would he be? And they're already paying what forty million for Robert Downey Jr. Oh yeah, you're right. That's way too much. So yeah. it's like once once you lock in star talent like that, and they are a character, and they're going to be that character for like eight movies, that's so much money. Yeah. Because by movie five, the, they can just be like, oh, by the way, our asking fee is now one hundred thirty million. Well, it's like our, Robert Downey Jr. hit the lottery. With yeah, Man. like he basically Jeez. won the lottery. Like he's a good actor, but also mm. won the lottery because he's in because he's in ten movies and each movie he makes like fifty oh, million yeah. or whatever. Did he make like ten times any other Avenger? Like he got twenty million, then every other Avenger got two million something or something like for the first Avengers. But he can ask that. He definitely because yeah. yeah, it's all hinging on like they wrote it, so it's hinging on him. He's the one guy who can play it. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder when they do their de aging stuff if it's like a subtle nut, nudge to the actors to be like. Huh. The day is coming when we don't need you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just pay you for your likeness, two hundred grand, and you can sit at home. We'll work it out. We got deep fakes for days. Either, either way, Ant Man was a success box office wise. I don't know that Ant Man and the Wasp will be. be uh, its budget was one hundred and sixty, so it's got to got to make around three twenty, three thirty to break even. It is um, a little more western in its humor, uh, and that may be the thing that makes true. it not resonate overseas. It is. It is very obviously San Francisco. It is very obviously like. I mean, there are there are Mexicans love Morrissey jokes in it, which is not something that's going to read in China at all. That's true. They do, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a good joke. It's actually really fucking it's funny. A, it's a good joke. Uh, but uh, so yeah, I, I could see I could see that. It's a bummer when that becomes a mark against its uh, monetary performance. But I man, I was laughing. I was killing, just dying in the theater. It was it was funny. I did. Somebody wrote it was funnier than Thor Ragnarok, which I a hundred percent disagree with. I thought Thor, Thor Ragnarok was funnier. Um, that's just me. Lawrence may have may may disagree with me. I laughed out loud more times at Ant Man and the Wasp. Thor Ragnarok had a different kind of charm. Hmm. Like I know, okay. I don't really laugh out loud at New Zealand humor, but I love it to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. charming. I have a, I had a smile on my face all the way through Thor Ragnarok. I laughed out loud multiple times at Ant Man and the Wasp. Got it. Um, final final verdict, Lawrence. Should you see the movie in the theater? Uh, I don't think that's necessary. Honestly, uh, um, I'm gonna. Say I it. think you should. You've not even seen it. Are you going to see the movie in theaters? Fuck no. I didn't think so. Uh, you know what? I will say it's worth seeing in theaters because uh, the the theater was laughing out loud multiple times. And it's mm. fun to be part of that environment. But in terms of it as a spectacle, I don't know that you need to see it on a huge screen with uh, booming sound or anything like I, that. Uh, I actually agree with Lawrence, and I wouldn't say that about most action movies. But this is one I don't think you need to see in theaters. I think it's fine to just watch it at home and you're, you'll be good. Unless you get D-Box. 
I was gonna do that too. I I what I, I really want to do a film house where we all get th- like we do three D D box. I'll do that. Where so we're just sick coming I've out done of the that. movie. I'll totally do that. That's like thirty dollars a ticket, but yeah, I've I've done that. And I and now that I've done it, I can't not do it because it's it's like it's five minutes of this. Really? Yeah. I, have you never done D box? I've only done the preview thing. It's like a roller coaster. It it's, like Tomb Raider. Oh, it's like a tiny little roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> But, but it, it was, only, it only it was clicks in for like two fight minutes. Scene, so it's just like yeah. punches. <laughs> it did not seem like organic or natural. Um, and then it, it shuts off, by the way. It's not the entire film. Oh, really? Just, oh, yeah, no, just yeah. by the way. It's it usually like will turn off. Maybe then. three two-minute chunks in the movie, and that's it. Yeah. What? All right, yes. gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining me for uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Film House. Thank you. Uh, hold me to it on Twitter. Let's find out how Ant-Man and the Wasp does versus Ant-Man, because I'm predicting it will do. it will make less money. Uh, so yeah, so tweet me in the next few weeks, let's say, or months, and uh, tell me I'm wrong, because <laughs> we'll see. Uh, thanks again, guys. Thank For you. Sure. Can you just show off the background, computer background real yeah, quick? Oh, absolutely. John, John's reference so people understand. Yeah. They got powerful That's, I've been distracted by that for the past hour. <laughs> Your voice cracked when you said it. Yeah. <laughs>